Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm Gareth. <laughs> that went well. It's not a Did great it? intro. Well, I haven't it's, thought it's, about an intro, have I? Yeah, Just, you didn't right. even get to your second name. No, yeah. I'm Gareth Ike, and you are... No, yeah, let's do it like that. Okay. So, Brilliant. like, sm- smashy and nicey. Yeah. So, hello, ladies and Oh, fucking hell. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Gareth Ike, and you are... Richard Willett. And together, we are... What the actual fuck? Did there I have to go. say this? There you go. WTAF. What af? What af? Yeah. So Brilliant. let's go quickly. Let's do a two, not even a minute's worth of what is what af? Why are we doing this other, in this clown world? Because it's a clown world, isn't it? And yeah. I found that I, on probably double figures a day for the last sort of four or five months, have said, what the actual fuck? Hmm. Yeah. At something, at something or another. And I think lots of people have. So in thinking of a podcast name, that is about right, really. So I'm thinking what we could do on the weekly, monthly, sorry. But you know, yeah. Uh, when we get locked down again, we'll be bored, won't we? Um, is, ha- is have a conversation about what the actual fuck and look at a few news stories and things we've seen. I think it's good because what, what me and myself and Gav do do, you, do the, a lot of the uh, postings for your dad's website, um, so we see a lot of um, what af moments. And here's one. So let's start on our very first what af moment. School keeps windows open to stop COVID nineteen, but bans children from wearing coats. The ludicrous people in charge of children is terrifying and terrifying. And parents continue to send their kids there in these circumstances are equally so. So they keep the windows open to stop COVID, but ban children from wearing coats. What do you think the outcome of that's going to be then, Mr. Gareth Ike? I think they might get a cold and a runny nose. Oh, that's what I think. And controversial. I think, that, I think that that could lead maybe to a cough. Yeah. I mean, could it lead to a cough? Um, yeah. And then, you know, maybe a bit of phlegm build up on the chest. So a chesty cough. Um, Russian. It sounds very... It sounds very COVID, doesn't it? Sounds very COVID. I'm wondering if there's some sort of plan. I mean, call me a conspiracy theorist, but that looks like it might be leading to the outcome of which they're trying to stop. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I look at that and I think, all right, if say you buy the narrative, you believe it, you believe it, you believe it, you believe it. Okay, opening a window, I get that. I get that. If someone's farted, you open a window. So it makes sense that, you know, okay. But but then when the kids are like, cold, sir, or miss, yeah, you, you go, whack a coat on. Oh, thanks, sir, or miss. And then you carry on working, didn't you? That's fine, that. So, so I yeah, that's a, that's, that's a what-af in the sense of why. Why can't they wear coats? No, and also, why are you, why are you opening the window? So the, the idea is to open the windows like a fart to let the COVID out. Let the COVID out, because otherwise the COVID will have to go out the door. Yeah. And that means generally, in, in, a, in a class setup, going past the desk of the teacher, which could then give the teacher the rona. Oh. So that might, that might be the issue. It's kind of like, if you've got a lion in the class, mm. you're not going to go, can you just go through the, all the other desks, out past the teacher and out the door, please, lion? <sighs> you're just going to probably open a window, aren't you, and go get out, lion. That's and it. the line all goes straight out the window. That might be the logic. There, oh, there's logic here. Oh, there's. Lo- I, I didn't think there was any logic here. Um, which that's the same. What about if they need a poo? Do they have to just shit out the window? I imagine. 
yeah. Possibly, yes. Or think... just wear it, or just take your mask off and stick it on your ass and do it like that. That's it. And then pop, I don't it, know. pop it back on again. I'm thinking of um, I'd probably have less bacteria if you did it like that. I'm I'm just trying to think uh, and make some kind of sense of it. So my my bit is that they think the Rona's real. They think rather than kids wearing masks in class as they would have to indoors, we'll open the window so he's, it's almost an outside setting. So I'm with the teacher at this point. Mm. If I believe if I believe in the Rona, I'm going all right. I get that. So then what you do then is you write home to the parents and you say, what we're going to do, because we don't want the kids to wear masks, we're going to open the windows instead so it's like an outside setting. But can you please ensure that your children have um, an extra warm jumper um, or a coat, please? Because they might catch a cold. And we won't be able to tell whether that's the Rona or not. Let's read a little bit of this as well. So... It goes on to say, a school has sparked fury among parents after opening windows to stop the spread of coronavirus. Can't believe I'm saying this. While telling people they cannot wear their coats inside. Bar Beacon School in Walsall, West Midlands, sent a letter to parents explaining the, the decision to teach with windows open to allow better ventilation. And um, kidnapping as well. Drive-by kidnapping. In the letter, head teacher <laughs> Lindsay Draken said that the direction came from the advice issued by the independent sage group which is about as independent as the independent or your left leg from your right leg it's not independent in the slightest absolutely not i mean that is it's made up of people that work for government departments advising advising government that's not independent no it's doesn't make any sense <laughs> so this is a proper what have moment isn't it this is clown world stuff but everywhere's clown world at the minute. I, I, it's, it, it's like I don't have the ability to finish a sentence because it because it has got to a point now on the daily, like I said, where I look at stuff and my first wataf is looking at the incident, but then my second wataf is looking at the reaction to that incident. So okay. if you read from that story, there's a couple of parents who have got a brain going, "Well, this is mental." Mm. And then there's another parent. One's called Gareth, which has annoyed me. <laughs> who, if you if you just read Gareth's comment out, because because Gareth's a moron. Okay, I will do. Well, let me get back to it. My dogs have just decided to to go mental. Um, they're not happy about it either. So is well, it? On... Uh, it's underneath. It's on the story. Gareth Hall, his name is. Okay, let me find it again. I've lost the bloody story now of all things. Um, where are we? Here we go. So it's on DavidLight.com. Um, let's have a look at Gareth Hall's. Um, Gareth Hall said. Too right. About time privileged cupcakes learn to man up their children. Best to get to the shops and stock up on thermal underwear and thick socks. What the flaps fuck does he mean? What does that mean? Well, well exactly. And there's another comment, I'm sure, where someone says, you know, oh, well, uh, so they should. We used to have to go outside to an outside toilet when I was a kid. Yeah, and you probably whinged about it loads. And you've probably, well, you're still talking about it. So you've probably <laughs> spoke about it for 30 years after you left school. So it was probably a bit shit. So why would you want your kids or or other people's kids to go through that? I always think that. It's like, oh, did you see that kid got beaten up? Well, yeah, but my uncle used to hit me, so good. Yeah. So what kind of a logic is that? It's totally illogical. Too right, about time privileged cupcakes. These are children, by the way. Learn to man up. Bus at best get to the shops and stuck up on thermal underwear and thick socks. I mean, it's like you've caught... So if you didn't open the window... And freezing to death, they wouldn't need to wear these things. That's the reason why we go indoors 
half the time because it's either too hot or too cold outdoors or it'll just live in the woods well why don't they just teach in the woods because these privileged little cupcakes that's good point. You know what i mean yeah why don't we lather the kids in syrup <laughs> and put put them next to a wasp's nest yeah because these privileged little cupcakes need to know what a real man had to go through absolutely in my day whilst learning maths yeah sort of um what could be the next one um the look. what one are you going for because i've got one in my head that i saw no, just before one, we came on let's go with one that you've seen well you've seen it as well because i saw you commented on it before on the news story you'd beat me to it so these covid supervisors or oh. city supervisors what are they called straight um city Prats inspectors yeah yeah city inspectors have gone round looking through the letterboxes and windows cracks in curtains of pubs and clubs and restaurants and whatever just to make sure after 10 p.m that they're not having a, a lock-in that's madness isn't it it's all a bit check your hard drive mate <laughs> for me yeah like what do you want to do for a job i want to put on a vest and hang out with another load of weirdos in vests going round looking through letterboxes after 10 p.m just to see what people are up to it's creepy and it's weird it's also really dangerous and i've been saying this from the start Anyone who would take a job like this have to understand that they're leading with their chin. Do you want to turn up at ten o'clock on a on a um on a Friday night and piss off a bunch of drunk people who are annoyed because they have to go home while staring through the letterbox? What do you think is going to happen? What do you... well, it, well, exactly, yeah. What if, what if you turn up at a pub and they've stayed open a little bit later because? It's the regular guy that everyone loves in there. He's a bit fisty and a bit tasty, but he's a nice guy at heart. He's died and they're having his wake. Sick. And everyone's having a few drinks a bit late. They've locked in. And then Dickhead in the high-vis turns up to shut it down. He's going home in ambulance, isn't he? Obviously. Absolutely. And this is what I don't understand. Is what they don't, do they not get that? Do they think they've got the kind of... The laws don't... Oh, you can't do because I've got a high-vis jacket on. Have you seen what happens in the high streets? I mean, we had one of the most notorious ones in Norfolk, in Norwich, for fights on a Saturday night and Sunday night. It was just... For 10 years, it was full of ambulances. And this is before these people come along and annoy you. What do they think is going to happen? And then why aren't they questioning the government, going, you're putting me in danger? I'm putting myself in danger. I don't think they're thinking, Rich. I I think they're thinking it's a couple of extra quid in the pocket that I can spend on Warhammer <laughs> and and it's also um, this little bit of power or perceived power that I've never had and all those people that are out drinking late which I'm never doing because no one ever invites me out <laughs> are going to get put in their place by me and it's going to be amazing and, and then the whole world's going to the whole NHS is going to carry me aloft but, yeah. at a social, but at a social distance so like with maybe a two metre stick they're going to hold me aloft as a hero because I shut down, you know, Weatherspoons in Ealing. I mean, there's one of the stand outside a hip, Hippodrome Casino here. That's where you want to go. Piss people off when they've lost a load of money. Are you in there? Are you in there? You're not, you're not still in there, are you? I mean, it's, it's madness. What about a strip club? I mean, like, only really gets going about ten. You guys in the What's strip it, club what, what, what happens with the strip club now? I'm guessing they're all closed, aren't they? Surely. I think they're probably essential workers, to be honest. I think they're allowed to stay open, literally, sometimes. But they're but they're, they'll be done, won't they? Clubs will be done. Gigs Absolutely. are done. 
anything that's fun's done, mate. We're absolutely we're, we're done with all that. Um, that's a bit of a what if moment. I mean, we are living in a clown. This is the sort of things that me and you used to joke about a couple of years ago. We've known each other for a couple of years now. Just to laugh at these things. And we're still laughing at these things now, but other people aren't. That's what I find most disturbing. That's that's the bit that's got me more. It's like the same with Asda. Like so, Asda have got a thousand. They're on like six hundred quid a week as well. Let's have a look at that one. Have you posted that one? Yeah, it was posted. You posted that yesterday, I believe. Oh, you're right. (laughs) You posted that yesterday. Yeah. Where Asda worker Asda have employed employed a thousand, so that will just go up. Um, Covid marshals to stand on the doors of their shops to be little knobheads, and pay them six hundred quid a week. Imagine that, six hundred quid a week with no qualifications or experience to go. Have you got your mask, sir? Yeah. Whew. Well, um, mate, what do you do for a living? Have you got your mask, sir? Yeah. Can you put your mask on, please, madam. Yeah, I know. I, I, Amazing. Yeah. Cheers, cheers a, for that. So let's have a look at that one. So it's a video. It's a boycott as a supermarket hires a thousand COVID marshals. I love the names they give them. Um, they sound hard, don't they? I'm a COVID so, marshal. Yeah, and a little bit predatory yeah really? i'm marshalling the covid did they come up with, <laughs> they come up behind you and creep at you and kind of whisper you have you got your mask or muffly no, I, ima- I imagine what they do i imagine what they do is they look and see petite woman mm. old guy old woman uh have you got can you put your mask on please um and then they see sort of quite big burly man and they go if you um if you it's just yeah in there i imagine <laughs> yeah. is what happens it is yeah any yeah. children yeah yeah because they're, they're big tough guys these people obviously i think if you're well, well this is the thing i was about to say if you're applying for this job but this is the whole point for it is loads of people are out of work loads of people have lost jobs and mm. lost livelihoods or at least had days cut back and stuff like that and so 600 quid a week is a lot of money um it's a lot of money anyway but it's a lot of money certainly if you've lost everything absolutely and um and so, ugh, I'll go and do that then. Yeah, yeah, I'll go and do that then, and not realizing the end game. And this is the problem we're having, I think. Is and I think we've made a massive headway. I mean, God forbid, God think what if people didn't know understand any of this? How easy this would have been to just throw this out in two months of stuff. Um, but as you say, they think they're doing maybe the right thing, and if they're not, they're doing the, the necessary thing, and they don't understand how they're contributing to their own downfall. It's almost like watching the people just moonwalk into the gas chambers for me that's a sight isn't it yeah but that's exactly what it is yeah yeah it's it's it's, it's very strange um and like we've spoke about before the bit that gets me is it's the partisan part of it like i've never understood that like how covid and and the nonsense that it is has become a political issue where if you tell me before i meet you and you go hi i'm a labor voter i know how you feel about covid Nine times out of ten, you are pro lockdown, pro the rules, pro wear a mask, um, and so I know that from your political persuasion, which is mental. Mm. And mm. it's the same in America. If, if you're if you're a Democrat, you will be exactly the same. You'll be absolutely lapping it up. Which the left for me was always kind of the one that was a bit more anti-establishment that asked a few more questions. And I had it yesterday. I, I had. A, a, Reverend of the Makers, the band, tried to do a, a pile on me. Didn't work, but they tried to because it's what they do. So we used to follow each other back in the day, and we would have agreements on lots of stuff, basically. And then 
they kind of for me went a little bit too to the left far left woke side of it and i guess they probably think i went the other way um and so we kind of just didn't bother and so throughout this lockdown they've been basically jumping on anyone so when ian brown for instance posts something about the nonsense that we're going through within three comments it's reverend of the makers saying along the lines of you're a hero you're amazing but this is shit your opinion shit stick to the music basically so it annoyed me so i unfollowed them because i just couldn't be able to keep seeing it all the time like in my timeline yeah so then someone had retweeted them someone was arguing with them or whatever and so they showed up again a couple of nights ago so i just and they were saying oh so so the world health organization are scaremongering are they uh, yeah and i was well yeah obviously massively they were from the beginning <laughs> and, and so uh, so i commented on going like do you really think they're not like honestly seriously and so what they did is instead of replying to me and going, well, no, I don't think they are because of X, Y, and Z, which would be the normal conversation. What they do, which is hilarious given the guy is always banging on about mental health, is he then quotes you to his fans right. with the dick, but then he blocked me. <laughs> right? So they try to have their little pylon in their little echo chamber of having a go, where, which I've got no riposte. I can't do it about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Obviously, I can't like, give, give a shit anyway. So I just sort of then just wrote a status of mine going, how, like, that's funny. Like, you do that and you just block someone. It's like, so you're just in an echo chamber now of pretending to be anti-establishment, but not at all. Mm. So, and it's, so someone's obviously told them. So then they unblocked me and then started having a go. And But again, always quoting. So always trying to set their fans on you. And then he retweeted his own tweet like three times to try and get more people to have a go and they didn't <laughs> which will which will absolutely eat at him because i yeah. think he's all, he's all about the numbers um but it's that side of it like i say so I, I, someone who i thought was, was kind of sound really but when it comes to this is completely wet in the bed because they're left because they're left of politics whereas if they were a right-leaning band they wouldn't be and I, that is that's a what have for me i don't understand how a so-called virus that's killing everyone is politically motivated it's weird this is the thing well it's it's obviously they're using it it's a cog in the wheel i was speaking to wayne mccroy yesterday we know that this is covid nonsense is a cog in the wheel, to, wheel towards transhumanism towards technocracy which is a cog in the wheel in my opinion towards what the they've got planned for the prophecies in the middle east and until you know the whole and i don't not saying i know the whole but until you can see the end game of what they're trying to do and this cult behind it all it all seems a bit political and it can seem like that's the that's the you've got a say in it but actually when you know where this is heading it's a shit show like we had the other day you had boris and keir starmer on uh, in the houses of parliament having a go at each other both zionists and it's like what are you doing why are people what it is the most blatantly stupid thing i've ever seen but this has been going on like this for years and years. And we all know behind the scenes, like pro wrestling, they're all mates. Um, but it's most blatant now than ever. But people still don't want to see that. And they're stuck at the the politics part, which baffles me for yeah. grown adults. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is very strange. And I've seen lots of people that I genuinely kind of thought were quite awake to scams. So like I said this this morning, like, the left particularly, but not just the left, but the left was, you know, in particular, would be the ones that would rail against the 1%. You know, so you'd have these Occupy Wall Street stuff. For most of those people on those Occupy stuff, they would they would be left-leaning mm -hmm. um, in terms of their outlook on life. Um, and so 
or liberal leaning, say, do you know what I mean? But genuine liberals, which obviously, you know, none of the parties represent. But yeah, so they would talk about the 1% and 1% owns big pharma, it owns banking, it owns governments, it owns media. They'd be railing against the 1%, right? And then I'm now seeing, Reverend and the Makers, absolute prime example, because they use this term, was that, oh, so all the governments have got together, have they? And they've all agreed to to act in the same way over coronavirus. Have I they? saw they've all that. Got to, they've all got together, have they? And you're like, well, well, is there a 1% or not? Yeah. Because if you believe in the 1%, which you have been for decades, then, yeah, they yeah. are all in it together because they're the 1%. Exactly. And, but when it comes to, and I don't know if it's fear or a little bit of it will be fear, I reckon. But I reckon a lot of it is just virtue signaling. Right. Because it, because they don't want to be the one that puts their head above the parapet and gets a bit of stick. Because you see it all the time. I've seen people come and they go, like, there was literally 10 deaths today attributed to COVID. And, you know, everything's locked down. Everything's shut down. Cancer's like 450 deaths a day. That's going up because of lack of treatment, because of this and that, blah, blah. And you will always get one or two, always pro-EU, always Labour, with a comment going, oh, oh, oh so just 10 people are dead then. Oh, I'm sure their families will be very relieved that there's only 10. And you're like, so you're going with the emotive side of it, yeah. as opposed to thinking logically in the 1,600 people die a day every day anyway. Exactly. And we're at the highest number of deaths since 2008 this year, but not higher than 2007 or 2006 or 2005. We're not higher than them. They're way above. 2001, particularly way above us. So... Why was no one bothered then? Why did no one bother 20 years ago when because, loads of people died? Because they didn't understand virtue signaling. We didn't have social media. There's virtue signaling everywhere. I mean, I've seen it. It's especially in this last kind of like 15 years, but you see it out in the street. Everybody's virtue signaling. Everything's projection. Everything's a emotive version of themselves. And that to me is all from it's like artificial intelligence. It's artificial behavior. It's not a not feeling. It's a performance. Everyone's performing. It's a performing arts piece. So as you say there, that's that's just virtue signaling. I say, did you go to pit strangers' funerals and cry? Because uh, that's mad. If you do, yeah. That's but that's mad. the thing as well. It's like ten people have died that day. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. They, they have died, and it's sad that they've died. And it's even more sad that they've had their death hijacked and and used as a statistic for some scam. But at the same time, lots of people die every day. That's what happens. You're going to die. I'm going mm. to die. All the virtue signalers are going to die it would be pretty depressing if we didn't. I'm not going to be here forever. Like oh people, no. pe people die and we go off and we yeah. go somewhere else. And pe people, and I try and turn it on them now because what, what you do, if you, you make a point of like, we're shutting this down for this and then they come back with that emotive, you know, oh, you tell that to the families, you tell that to the, all right, okay, mate, will you go to the families of all the people that are falling into poverty? Mm. Um, so what is it? 176 million worldwide, they're saying now have fallen into poverty, weren't in poverty before. That's yes. on top of the ridiculous number of people that were already in po poverty. 350 million are out of work and that's up to now and we haven't locked down again yet. Um, worldwide that weren't out of work before. So how are these people? Fit? So I'll tell you what, you go and talk to those families then. All those people, that um, the 100,000 people a month um, that were not getting cancer diagnosis when you survived cancer by catching it early. So all those people are going to start dropping like flies over the next couple of three months, four months, five months, six months to a year. You go and talk to all their families then. And you go and tell them about those 10 people that died of COVID on a Tuesday. 
Yeah. And just turn it around on them because it, it's, it's got to a point now where it's just ridiculous. We, we've destroyed everything. Well, we've exactly. Destroyed everything. <laughs> and you've uh, <clears throat> a good point there you put up is they're missing the quality of life. The quality yeah. of life is fucked. This isn't no way to live. Even no, exactly. though with the, with the minor restrictions, not the minor restrictions, the, the stupid backwards restrictions that we've got here, this isn't a quality of life that I want. And I definitely don't want for Arthur, my, my kid, and, and you, I'm sure you don't want for Laura. This isn't a quality of life. So you're saying 10 people died and 10 people passed away. One, the test is, uh, is not um, reliable, let's say that, at the very most. So, Well, Dominic Raab says it's 7% successful. It's seven percent reliable, so it's ninety-three percent unreliable. Well, exactly. Would you buy a car that started seven percent of the time? Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, mate. I interrupt you then, but that's just—it is mad, isn't it? How unreliable it is. Yeah. So they're going off of that. So they're leaping off a dodgy ledge to start off with. So you're saying ten people died? No, you're saying ten ten people were tested positive at some point. You don't know the ins and outs of that, for one thing. So that could be none of them. But let's go with ten. But you've also taken apart the last ten, the last two six months of their life was shit because they were worrying about this stuff. So you're taking a quality of life over quantity of people on the planet. What are you exactly. doing? What would you doing? Would you would you say, oh, three thousand people need to run into that house on fire because at least it's up we're warm. I mean, fuck me. This the quality of life right now is not good for anyone in the Western world. We're not used to it anyway. It's only going to get worse. I don't, and, and I'm explaining this to the people, and I don't, I'd like to get your opinion on this, actually. I don't think the, the governments, and then I know the governments aren't in charge with the banking families above that, black nobility, and it goes away into the shadows. The governments are just doing as they're told, as you say. There is a 1% within each government which will be connected to these banking banking families. There are no governments. There's one world globe. The one world has been here for decades. The one world bank's been here for decades. The one world government's been here for decades. It's just been wearing different football kits in different places on the planet. But what I'm saying is I don't think they need, they want us to go along with any of these roles. That's not the point. The point is to upset us, disturb us, get us fighting each other, then eventually wear us down and offer the solution. I mean, it's quite clear. These are so ludicrous. They're, they're not supposed to be, a, you're not supposed to be able to follow these rules. No, they're not. They want to break people. Yeah. And that's, that's why they keep doing what they're doing. So, so what are they attacking? They're, they're attacking all the things that people love, all the things that help people relax. So going to a restaurant, going to a pub, going to a gig, going to watch the football, um, you know, going to the opera, going to the theatre, all these things that people love doing because that's how they relax. So, yeah, I'll work Monday to Friday and then Friday, you know, the alarm goes, the bell goes if you're in, the, if you're in a factory and it's weekend, right? You know, we, most people live for the weekend and now they've just taken the weekend. And and not only that, but you've destroyed everything. So it's not even a case of because like it's been six months now since three weeks to flatten the curve. They're saying now openly, Rishi Sunak said today these measures are in place for another six months. So that's a year. That's a year. Yeah. So so all those football clubs below the Premier League are finished. They're finished. So my club, Derby, we're in the Championship, decent Championship club, big club, big fan base. Look like getting promoted every year. Don't quite make it most years, but we're always there and thereabouts. They've just taken out a £71 million loan against the ground to survive. Mm. So so clubs below the Premier League are done. Yeah. Done. So your League Two, League Ones, these clubs have been around for 100 years and more um, through generations of families where my great, great, great granddad followed them and, you know, his great, great uncle Mike used to play for them and all this sort of stuff. They'll be finished. They'll go, all go under. 
So all these towns then who make their money on match days from the pubs being full to bars, being, to, to restaurants, sorry, being full to the kebab house being full, all of a sudden, nope. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, because no one's going to the football, because there's no football club left. You've lost all that. Same with the theatres, same with the gigs, all the musicians, all these people that, that, are, that are artists, and that, you know, they're all done, finished. So what world, what world are we going to get back? And all they're going to do, they're going to break everyone to a point where people just go, oh, just give me a vaccine, just give me a Because that, that's what they want. They want to break the spirit. Mm-hmm. And as long as the people are still in the polls, which now they're, say, they're still, like, saying no to this vaccine... As long as we're saying no to the vaccine, they'll keep doing this. Yeah. I bet you if that poll said 98% of people would, would take the vaccine tomorrow, the vaccine might be ready quicker. <laughs> and, and we might start seeing, you know, them administering it and getting it out there. But at the moment, they know people don't want it. So they need to just destroy people a bit more. Yeah. And this is clearly what's happening from top to bottom. And they need to ask, people need to ask how nefarious these people are if they're people at all these can't be seen in the light of what like myself and you and other people listen to this podcast they're not the same type of people they have they had a psychotic either they're massively compromised which raises huge questions as well knowing the nature of what politics get up to in the background say no more or they're psychotic but why are we as a nation or as the western world following these psycho- clear psychopaths they clearly lost the plot so either they're compromised and for for good reason they should not be where they are or they're psychotic and for good reason should not be where they are i don't understand why the, the, the dog whistle thing's still working for most people and do they not want to look at it i call it abandonment syndrome where they just don't want to take control of their life it's too much hassle they'd rather just be led along um some people are completely clueless and some people are ignorant, but you can't get your head around. They can't ignore this. This is so blatant um, that where do we go from here? I know you're doing a talk tomorrow in London. You're doing a talk tonight, I believe, as well. In Brighton, yeah. In Brighton. Where do we just, go just, from here? Well, the thing about these ones is different. Like I had a conversation with a mate, Gers, <laughs> and he was saying basically they don't give a shit about protests. And, and and I get that to a certain degree. Like, I've been on anti-war protests um, against the Iraq war, against uh, bombing of Gaza and, you know, all these things. And they don't give a shit about those protests. They don't because it doesn't change anything because I wasn't going to go and bomb Iraq anyway. So me saying mm. no to it isn't a problem. I wasn't going to go and bomb a hospital in Gaza anyway. So me not doing that doesn't affect it happening. Um, and the government and their so-called opposition are always on the same page when it comes to war anyway always um so it doesn't matter you can't it's not like they go well if we go to war all these people don't want us to go to war they'll vote labor next time or they'll vote tory next time because they're always on the same page when it comes to blowing people up anyway so 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 they've not got to worry about that differences with these protests is we've not got to ask anyone's permission all we need to do to end this is stop compliant yeah and so actually it, it actually is in our hands so the more protests that there are while the protests are little They'll fob us off as conspiracy theorists, far-right extremists, QAnoners, Trumpsters, whatever they, you know, granny killers, or whatever they, they label them. But when you're then talking tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, when you're getting that many people like they did in Berlin, all of a sudden you can't, you know, you can't, that doesn't really wash. Like if I'm picking up a newspaper and it's going, oh God, there was 150,000, 150,000 cons- hmm. All of a sudden, you're starting to think, well, hang on, are they conspiracy theories? 150,000? That's, that's the Isle of Wight. Yeah. 
like that's a lot uh, that's wow and so it would make you know and also what it does as well is I've, I've noticed quite a lot of people that are just so freaking lonely at the moment yeah you know i've got a mate who's sound as hell we did an art project an arts council project together now most musicians are lefty lovey fake socialist wokers they just are they think with their heart and their their brains are in the bin so so everything is all kind of well you know we should do this we should do that and you're going well can you look beyond the virtue signaling emotive side of it and actually look at reality you know these are the people like yeah open the borders let everyone in so okay I know it's lovely in the mind of that, but where's everyone working and living? And do you know what I mean? That doesn't work. Um, and so he's of a very, very similar out, out, you know, view, viewpoint as me and you are on, on the world, really, in that we are quite emotional in the sense that we want equality and we want what's best. But at the same time, let's not abandon facts mm. and, and how logistically it's achievable. Um, so he's just dead lonely because <laughs> obviously all these musician mates are all like, you know, wear a mask. Yeah. So he, so he, so he messaged me and was like, you know, he lives a couple of villages away and he cycled over to my village and we had a few beers together. And so there's, but he is an apps. He's probably a, a large portion of people that are, you know, I'm the only one in my family who's seen the bullshit and I'm on my own and and it can be a very lonely place. Um, to then see a hundred thousand people or 150,000 people like you on the streets of London or Berlin or wherever, that must be a great feeling. Like, oh, see, I just thought it was just me. But no, other people are seeing through this bullshit as well. And then that will just give them that little bit of a puffed out chest. And yeah, mm. yeah, you know, no, I'm not having it. And um, so I think they, 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 these protests can serve a really important purpose, I think. I think they serve on a massive purpose, just also for the people involved and going along speaking to them. Speaking, as you say, you get secular and, and we do this stuff day in day out but you get very i mean yesterday i had a pretty bad day just because of this this shit stress of it all but going out there and meeting other people gives you that boost to carry on for another two or three weeks with this stuff um and keep pushing on because you i'm sure you have days you just think what's the fucking point um oh, yeah like daily absolutely. but absolutely, you also yeah. go also i can't stop because there is nothing else to do right now that's important than this and once you know that this is really the wedge, I think, between them running completely over the Western world are the people doing this sort of work. I really genuinely believe that. The only ones raising questions and pushing back and then getting other people to push back. And as we saw in London, 35,000 people, it is spreading. They're terrified. Look at all the ridiculous rules and laws they've put in place the last couple of weeks. They know that they're running out of time. And this, to me, is a race to, to see who gets... If they get enough in before people really do get that injection that 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 vaccine that's their end that's not their end game for everything that's their end game for this chapter if you look with the vaccines going and what that goes into some of the stuff i mentioned earlier we've got this is a decades old thousands of years old plan rolling out here and that's really important to get people to understand that you don't know you need to know the context of what's happening then you'll see the masks in different light then you'll see these stupid rules in a different light because they don't mean what you think they mean they don't mean anything like what you think they mean. And um, please just got start to learn this stuff and look into this stuff. If anything you've got right now, you've got time to look into this stuff. It's the only kind of thing they've given us back is some free time to have a look into this stuff. Um, we've got about five minutes, Gaz. So what can we expect from this rap, this uh, protest tonight? It's pissing it down here, mate. I don't know what it's about like where you are. I don't know. I'm in a darkened room. 
rocking. Yeah. No, I, um, I don't know. I've got I've got a hood. Put hood up. But it's Brighton Beach, six p.m. today, and then um, London's obviously the big one tomorrow. So in terms of what to expect, I don't know. Probably some police brutality. Mm. I'm just hoping um, that you know. I mean, my speech is. Very, I'm just talking about unity because that, that's all I've bothered about. Um, so I'm not going to be um, enticing anything of any violence or aggro. I'm all about love and unity because like division and hate is what's done this. So do you know what I mean? So, you know, good luck running a riot squad at me after what I've said, but um, I'm sure they'll have a go. Yeah. But, you know, we need to look them in the eyes, mate, and just and just face up to it. You know, I, I, I look at it like this. Like, so it might sound like a weird analogy, but obviously did the walking series, obviously with yourself. There's a there's a bit on, on walk the white. So you're walking from one end of the Isle of Wight to another. So I've done that five times now. And it's brutal and you get to a certain point where you're on these you're on top of these um downs that go across the middle of the isle of wight and it's it's really hard at that bit it's where you hit the wall it's where you hit the wall every single time it's probably about probably about 20 miles in but it's like that it's steep as hell it's just anyways killer and that's the bit where you think about quitting or at least it enters in the back of your head you know i'm freaking done with this mate and then you look around and there's nothing around for the same amount of miles as you've got to walk to get to the end. So you've got no choice. So I, I, I look at the way we are it is similar to that in a scenario. Like we've got to a point which is really, really shit and we just want it to go away and we just want to stop. But we can't stop because it doesn't matter what direction we go in. We, we're still facing shit. Hmm. So why not just carry on? and get our heads down and go where we need to go um yeah it's not gonna be pretty though it's not gonna be pretty though no it's not no i've just seen of all people we're quite good fans of ricky gervais and his work he's just put out a tweet saying that dogs to the rescue again about the dogs being used to sniffer tests at um at airports so he's supporting that by the looks of it now this is what uh, like is that because he doesn't know the context of it? Or is that because he's so using it because s- I'm the dog man and I love dogs? What are they sniffing? Crotches, probably. Um, they, can't, they can't smell coronavirus. Don't do that. This is what Don't. it says. And I'll, I'll let me read it. It's the Guardian. So, obviously, there's it says true, 100% accuracy of dogs from the 0% accuracy of the Guardian. Um, close to 100% accuracy, accuracy, Helsinki Airport uses sniffer dogs to detect COVID. Oh, go away! That's a what half, isn't it? Yeah, researchers so a running can, Helsinki... So a dog can smell coronavirus, can it? On your, on your, on your bell end. Researchers running Helsinki pilot scheme say dogs can identify virus in seconds. My dog can't. My dog can't remember that, that when I've left one hat. Like if someone knocks on the door, shuts the door, they forget who it is within seconds. Um, four COVID sniffer... So four COVID sniffer dogs have begun work. Work. The dogs have got jobs. Um, we can't even get jobs. So hang on, so a test a test that takes your DNA RNA has a seven percent chance of being right, but a dog going has a hundred percent chance of being right. Yeah. Is that what I'm is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and Ricky Gervais thinks they they've come to the rescue again, so there's there's another one off the list for me. Work at Helsinki Airport in the state so four sniffer dogs have been gone work at Helsinki Airport in the who gets the who gets their, their money? Airport in the state funded pilot scheme that finish Researchers hope will provide a cheap, fast, and effective alternative method of testing people for the virus. 
A dog is capable of detecting the presence of, of the coronavirus within 10 seconds. At, and the entire process takes less than a minute to complete, according to Anne Hilm Borjukman of the University of Helsinki, go Helsinki, who is overseeing the trial. It's very promising, says Helm Borjukman. If it works, it could provide a good screening method in other places, such as hospitals. That's what you want. A fucking dog in a hospital. Got any allergies? Care homes? And at sporting and cultural events. So you'll go along to watch Derby and then every five minutes you'll have a little uh, uh, a little white dog come up to you and sniff your nuts. The dog's burst the ball again. Yeah. They've got who's like their COVID dogs on the pitch again. So, so so this is a brand new virus, right? Yeah. Which, you know, we've got our opinions on it. And the dog can differentiate between that and every other coronavirus, every other flu, influenza, pneumonia. Um, yeah. You know, free radicals, virus particles, whatever. It can tell the... All right. Exactly. Exactly. I will just read this last little bit because, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. After collecting their luggage, arriving international passengers are asked to dab their skin with a wipe in a sep- in a separate booth. <laughs> you can't go in a booth with a dog. In a separate booth, the beaker containing the wipe is then placed next to others containing different control scents, and the dog starts sniffing. It's like the generation game for viruses with a dog. If it indicates it has detected the virus, usually by yelping, pouring or lying down, all the things a dog do, or shitting on the floor, the passenger is advised to take a free standard polymerase chain reaction, PCR, that doesn't do what it should be doing, oh, test right. using so a nasal the, swab. So it doesn't so, detect them. It, so it, the, dog, the dog thinks that's a smelly bastard? <laughs> yeah. So because they're a smelly bastard, they're less likely probably to have sanitizer hands uh, washed thoroughly, socially distant, so make them take a test. Yeah, using a nasal swab to verify the dog's verdict. Which doesn't he, work anyway. No. He was right, you know, old, old uh, Benji. He was right. Got six out of ten today, Benji. Well done. Ben, uh, it's it's madness. I, yeah, that's in theguardian.com. I had heard about this. So then Ricky Gervais is saying on, on, on uh, Twitter, uh, dogs to the rescue again. So even hijacking that and using it to, to boost his... His um, brand as the animal lover. That's pissed me off, to be honest, because that's pissed poor. And that's that's someone who doesn't understand the context of it all, or is just that's just jumping on the bandwagon. Because that's I, did, I didn't think he I didn't think he bought the Rona really. Well, he's bought this, unless he's taking the piss, which could well be. be. That can we pretend he is? Can we pretend he is? Can I, can I be willfully ignorant like 90% of the population, please? Well, uh, just yeah. for this. No, but I could be wrong. He could be taking a piss. I've literally only just seen it, so I haven't kind of digested it properly. But yeah, dog sniffing your balls, that's 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 the next bit. And see if you've got the uh, got the, the, the COVID on your nuts. Yeah. So, mate, that's where we are. What the actual fuck is going on? All right, okay. Well, that was... I've enjoyed chatting. Um... <laughs> I've enjoyed chatting. I've enjoyed chatting to you, but it is frustrating, isn't it? Just yeah. the madness of it. Like, I almost think, like, a little bit that they're they're trolling. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because because if I was like a cult asset, and um, some people think we are, though, don't they? Actually, it's a little bit. Yeah. Um, but if I was a cult asset, and you know, I knew the score, I don't. You know, if I I was a psychotic bastard. 
I like to think I wouldn't lose my sense of humour. Mm. And so I would definitely go, yeah. You've seen this? Yeah, I've just written this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dog smell it. Dog smell it. What? Genius. What? Too far. It's too far. We'll hold back All on right. that one. See if, yeah, see we'll if, hold back. Yeah. Yeah. See if they buy the, um, you can get it if you're six foot, above six foot. See if they, if they buy that one and the one where you can get it if you bleach your hair or speak English. If you buy all those three, then we'll try the dog one. <laughs> I, think, I, I, th- I think they peaked at the one where they said that they couldn't um, isolate and purify the virus and satisfy uh, Cox postulates because the viral by its very, virus by its very nature can't survive outside of the body and outside of a culture. Therefore, they need to cultivate it on a culture. But it can live for up to 10 hours on a metal surface. Or in the air. Yeah. For a bit. So how's that work then? So it can't live outside the body, but it can live outside the body. Okay. That's it, isn't it? That's, that's, that's it. the double speak, that's isn't it. it? Double thing. That's it. That's it, yeah, yeah. It's the same way, you you know, I can go into a pub at midday and drink for nine hours and 59 minutes and I'll be fine. But if I go into a pub at 9pm and drink for an hour and one minute, I am liable to catch coronavirus. Yeah, the, the woman that said, us, well, when did this, because I need to go, but one of the, I don't know who she was, some batshit crazy woman on, on one of the talk radio, said that the reason why it was 10 o'clock, because people tend to get more drunk after 10 o'clock and and forget the rules so they'll get closer to each other i mostly get shit-faced when i did drink about half seven so i mean that's arbitrary isn't it isn't it really well also also people just start drinking earlier so they (laughs) they they get to their midnight level at 10 yeah like that and also as people pointed out with london um yesterday everyone's leaving every bar and every restaurant and every whatever at (laughs) 10 p.m and pour it so onto the street. Yeah. So they're all pouring onto the streets at the same time. They all want another drink. So they're all thinking, what's happening? Where are we going? Yeah. Everyone's bundling into cabs. We'll share a cab with you. Yeah, all right. I'll go back to yours. Yeah. Yeah. What are the bollocks? Absolutely. Guys, this has been What If. Hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to try and do one a month. And if we get locked down, maybe we'll do more. Gareth, it's been brilliant. Enjoy these chats. It's nice Cheers, to mate. chat to someone who can laugh at this nonsense. Helps. Yeah. Well, you have to, mate. Otherwise, blow my own face off. Yeah, I'll, I'll be with um, you. Yeah, I'll um, we'll, we'll blow. I'll blow. I'll blow yours off if you blow mine off. <laughs> there's, there's the strap line for the episode. And cut. Cut. Hey, you